Eyes up, Guardian. Welcome to episode six of the Starside Lounge, the destiny.bungie.org podcast. Um, it's big news week this week, Gamescom, and we got a lot to talk about. So uh, I'm Bjorn, and this week uh, we're joined by Xenos, as always. Hello. And uh, we've got Claude. Hey. Hello. And uh, Leviathan. Hi. And we have another community special guest. We've got Cruel Legacy, Nevin Douglas. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's um, excited to be here. Well, yeah, we're excited to have you. The uh, I think I think this having a community member thing is going to work out pretty well. Well, the, the episode isn't over yet, so you know you may you, you may ditch the whole idea after this. <laughs> yeah, actually, this might be a good point to just cut if it. If we decide to ditch it, this nobody will ever hear this. So you know. <laughs> either way, we'll know it's my fault. That's okay. No, we can just we can just cut the podcast early and then keep going after we get Nevin off the line. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nevin. Yeah, let's cut wrap this, this loose. up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's been seven minutes. Darwin. What are you talking? <laughs> oh wow. So yeah, we've got a <clears throat> quite a bit of news. I, I woke up yesterday and uh, put on my the uh, that wizard came from the moon T-shirt and got oh. over to my computer and fired it up and holy cow, there was a lot going on. Oh yeah. So I, I don't even know where to start really. Um, well, should we start with saying if you don't want spoilers, please press mute right now. Yeah, just and then in about episode. sixty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. So this uh, podcast is going to be pretty spoilerific as far as any information that is currently posted, which is, this is now Thursday, midday, Bungie Weekly Update just, just came out, and um, we're going to be talking about the Game Informer article itself, the actual published article, as well as the online articles, and uh, any other news that sort of come out from interviews and things from Gamescom. If, yeah, if you don't want spoilers, go ahead and tune out, save the episode for, you know, a month, you can come back, that'll be awesome. But uh, this one, I think, is going to be, we're going to start digging deep. There's almost so much, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Same. It's a little crazy. Well, so I woke up to the news that um, no more Peter Dinklage. Yeah. That's, I heard that news. That was just yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, like was, it, was it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday? Oh, it was Tuesday. Okay. I'm getting my, it's just so exciting, all this, yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> and the, and uh, that, that, it seems like a really good decision, because I think we all knew at a certain point that that Peter Dinklage wasn't coming back. <laughs> so if he's not coming back, then it makes sense what they're going to do. So I, I do wish there, I understand that it probably isn't feasible, but it would be nice if there was like a toggle or something to, switch back to the original for those first few first 20 levels or however many there were um just out of uh 
I don't know, preservation's sake, but I totally understand why they're doing what they're doing, and I'm excited to see it all again, hear it all again, I should say. Well, that, that'll be in uh, when they do the Destiny 1 Anniversary Edition 10 years from now. You, you, hit, <laughs> you hit the back button, and it toggles between old graphics and old Dinklage to new graphics and new Dinklage. And I, I guess we haven't said the it's North. a... New yeah, North, Nolan sorry. North is the new voice of the ghost. Who is the voice of, of you that haven't looked. kind of everything else in video games. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, oh, he's, he's half the voices. He's only half. Oh, that's right. Does it seem odd to anyone else that they've... Um, that they're switching voice actors for even for the stuff we've got, but they're not changing the dialogue. You mean? It seems to me, it seems to me that the problem wasn't just Dinklage. The problem, in a lot of cases, was was the writing. The writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we do we actually know though that they're not changing any of the dialogue? I don't remember seeing that. I guess we don't know that. It seems it seems like it's something they would have told us if they were changing it. I guess that's why I thought they weren't. I, you know, they mentioned the uh, new things you can examine that the ghost will uh, talk mm-hmm. about. I just random, you know, uh, like in an RPG where you can just kind of examine things. Um, I wonder if if that's going to be in. Uh, they'll probably have a lot of that in the vanilla stuff, uh, the four planets that we already know so well, and that might they might they could use that to kind of. Uh, fill in some of those gaps that the script kind of, you know, said, go here, and we didn't really know why kind of thing. Well, and I think it's definitely going to fill in for the people that are, aren't willing to go to an alternate source to read lore, which I know has been a pretty touchy issue in a lot of the community. Mm-hmm. Fair so. enough. I, I got to say, I thought this was a fantastic solution. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, I, I, it's not the only thing that I that I, I think that um, Destiny needs to help in, you know enrich the narrative experience and the story experience. But I think it's a it's a huge step in the right direction. Uh, you know, having whether it's quotes from the grimoires directly or or if it's uh, you know some of the same information rephrased, but having the ability to like it, it makes sense that you know your ghost is informing you about the world and uh, telling you about stuff as you come across it. I, I think it's a, a great idea. Well, and, and and yeah, even even just narratively, as far as your character, I think it's going to make a lot more sense since the ghost ever, never really said anything, unless it was really relevant to the story, and so that that worked as far as the little bit of a story we had in Vanilla Destiny, but it kind of felt like, and a lot of people have said this, nobody ever tells us anything. <laughs> you know, it's like we get we get one line about the cabal. And then nothing else about the cabal ever in the main story. And so just the fact that, you know, you can scan a dead cabal and he'll tell you anything about the cabal that he hasn't already told you <laughs> is right. a huge step forward. It's already double. Just once is double our information. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, how you said nobody tells you anything. I think I would have if I was truly my guardian, I think I would have made it 10 feet after resurrection or whatever and been like wait a minute wait a minute let's back (laughs) up here let's start over i think i'm missing something well isn't that why we spent so long before we went in the wall he's like go inside and we're like no no we really need to we need to talk (laughs) before i'm just gonna sit here who the hell are you (laughs) (laughs) well they sort they have that line right at the beginning of the game of you know you're gonna see a lot of things you don't understand and it's almost like that was them saying to us um, 
yeah, that, that's not going to change. So <laughs> just get used to that for a little while, you know, <laughs> and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there eventually. And so, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really excited about this. It's, it's made me, you know, this is one of the things, but a lot of the things that they're adding um, uh, with the Taken King, like, I don't know about you guys, but I've never wanted to start a new character so badly. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, and I was—it's funny. I was actually about to dive in. I, I've got the game on Xbox One, and I've got—I started one character, and it's a hunter, and she's at level four or something like that. And I was thinking, okay, this week I'm gonna—I'm gonna jump in and actually invest in in leveling her up. And then all this news hit, and I'm like, ah, I think I'm gonna wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way, and I—it actually even more so. Since they announced, uh, I think it was Activision that announced on Tuesday that you're going to get a boost mm-hmm. that'll bring any character up to level. Yeah, Deej talked about that a little bit more um, in that IGN video this morning. Yeah. Um, where he, it was basically, you can go to the tower and you can pick up a boost thing and it will basically just fast track you to whatever the minimum level is to launch into the Taken King content. And, and that is the official name, boost thing. Yeah, boost thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, an etheric, etheric boost thing, please. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 honestly, I, I'm not even gonna just. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start a new character, play all the missions, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna be way under level and not have to do any of the part that all of us hated, which was getting from twenty to twenty seven, twenty to twenty six, twenty seven on a second and third character. Right. Now I can just get finish this main story and then boost it boost it up to the the max level so yeah it, it it's funny that that 20 to 26 hump is i don't know if it's if it's just me but it feels so like so immense in my head when i think <laughs> back to those early destiny days that it really is a huge barrier to me going back it's that's the reason i haven't gone and invested time in my xbox one characters and yeah. i know it only took me you know, a week or two to get through it. And I've been playing this game for months and months now. So it, it really isn't that much time, but it just and, felt and like, and you did, you did three characters at once, right? No, no, I, I did just one character for the first two or three months. I didn't start a second character until dark below. So, so did it, didn't it feel, I'm, so I did that. I did the same thing. My second character was, well, yeah, months later. And my third character <laughs> was months after that. And yeah. both of those were, you know the one to twenty you can't get around you do that mm-hmm. and it's actually fun you're you're now under you know you're under leveled everywhere but you get to twenty and you have got everything you need to go instantly up to thirty plus mm-hmm. so there was so after the first character I definitely went through the twenty to twenty six grind and 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 I know what you're talking about but after that first character there was nothing that never well, happened again so what do you mean you you instantly had everything that you needed he he was well, saving armor, at, for on his oh, other. Oh, I see. Like yeah, ar- like I mean, when you when, like when you turn in an engram and it gives you a titan thing, and you're like, I don't want right. You just throw thing. it in the vault and 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 then eventually you use it. Right. That, and that see, actually. Had, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to add that actually created um it creates kind of an interesting an interesting situation too because I I went through the similar thing when I rolled my hunter and my uh and my titan is is my warlock was my first character and I saved up all the legendary titan and and hunter armor that I gathered along the way so when my when my hunter hit level 20 I instantly had all this legendary armor boosted her up to 26 or 27 or something like that I'm like okay great now I can go I can go raid I can go do my favorite part of the game except 
because I hadn't put all the time in none of yes. it was leveled. The, right. None of the gear was leveled and none of my abilities were unlocked yet. Yep. Yeah. That's so, the big one, the abilities. I just is, I actually yeah. just completed my first warlock um subclass like this week. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've had a warlock since January or something. So how many achievements does that put you short? Just one. Flawless Raider. Okay. Oh, we gotta make that happen. Yeah, we gotta I get, would there. Like get that. you there. I would like that. Yeah, it's um the yeah I had a similar thing happen where I would be popping into raids over on PlayStation and and everyone I'd be running as a Sunsinger uh warlock, but I didn't have radiance built. And so I'd have to tell him like I know I'm throwing like fire grenades, but I'm not gonna res myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ways away. Yeah, that's a little ways did away. you guys did you guys read that Reddit post, the guy who um who didn't actually do anything on his yeah. hunter subclass? And made it through the Volta class on made hard. it through the Volta class with, with a with a zero <laughs> with a totally un unleveled hunter. I thought that was fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. You like bare minimum, like just hit level twenty six or whatever the minimum is. And no, no, no. 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 He was he was he all didn't... the way up to thirty something, but he oh. never he he had no jump. He had no grenades. Oh, he, did, he didn't hit A on the bubbles, so he was leveling. Got it. But he wasn't actually unlocking the abilities. Oh, jeez. I was going to say the but jumping he... puzzle must have been interesting. <laughs> it was. It sounded really hard. And the, and the story is pretty funny because people that he was playing with were realizing it over time. Oh, that he didn't because, have it because exactly. of the stuff he wasn't doing. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. He didn't you. actually tell them until until they finished the raid, and then he said, yeah. "You guys should you guys should uh, should check out my subclass, examine my subclass." <laughs> <laughs> At which point, they all told him how much they hated him. Yeah. <laughs> was it a group of randoms? That would be even better. No, no, no. It was his friend. It was his friend. Yeah. Jeez. It was a group of five. He was he was the fifth of a of the of a raid. Party. He wasn't they didn't even a have a sixth, so they were basically doing a raid as a group of four and carrying him. <laughs> <That was laughs> hey, he could do, still do damage. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited about all all the the new stuff with the ghost to the point where yeah, I think I am just gonna probably take my Titan and redo my Titan. Yeah, I've got a, a free slot on PlayStation. I think I'll use that. I I, I don't want to reset my Titan on Xbox. That would be the one that that would get it, but um, I think I want to at least play through one time with a character and and just see what the new the new ghost voice feels like, what the new uh, like quest layout feels like, all that. I was going to mention that too. It sounds like a, like an interesting way to reorganize the the original missions and and everything going forward as well. But um, it, 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 they, there's some uh, some things they mentioned in particular in the Game Informer, Informer article about. Uh, how they've taken sort of similar narrative subplots and chained them directly together. So I, I think the one example they mentioned is how the you know the Sword of Crota mission now goes directly into the first Dark Below mission because it's part of the same thread and the same chain. Right. So yeah, I, and I was wondering that was... how that's going to affect the level of it uh, mm -hmm. because you get you get the the Sword of Crota mission so early. Uh, it's like a level seven quest, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, or a mission. And then, yeah, like, does it, do they withhold it? Or is it just that you start that chain and then that chain sort of just doesn't go anywhere until you get up to the dark below level? It could be. It could, it, but then when you start the dark below level, you, you see in your mission screen, oh, hey, now I can play, I can continue this, this quest that I started earlier 
and it's just a, a it, at the very least it's a little reminder of this is the plot that this fits into and this is where i was leading up to this point right uh, even if it is in practice the same experience where you just do these missions in the order as you reach the appropriate level but it's at least mentally contextualizing it a bit for you mm-hmm. well if levels are changing i wonder if different difficulties are going to change a little bit if they if they've tweaked that at all or that would be nice well, and that's an interesting thing to move on to from there which is they're getting rid of light levels which is really interesting right mm-hmm. It is. But they're not. They're not. I mean, they're getting rid of light <laughs> levels, but they're not getting rid of light right. like, yeah. entirely. Which we still don't know <laughs> what right. that I means. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the read I got off of, I mean, they're very vague about it all in terms of what they've talked about so far. But the the way they described it is that you know you, you your level is determined by you know very traditional RPG experience system you get xp points for everything you do and that that allows you to level up which is what we had from 1 to 20 previously yeah and and, i have to say that that extending that makes me really happy because one getting used to that 1 through 20 and then kind of falling out of it after that all of a sudden you know things you do start to feel a little less Especially the way that I play with a lot of patrols and liking the the campaign missions a lot. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, that kill doesn't have as much value, and it's kind of. I'm really glad that they're they're changing that. Yeah, it was a bit jarring the way it was before, wasn't it? It sort of feels like you're switching gears into a different, a very different game all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for a lot of people that had played certain RPGs and certain MMOs, it wasn't that strange. But, you know, most Bungie fans were FPS players. Mm-hmm. So to go from the simple leveling systems that they have in, in first-person shooters, if they even have one, and then all of a sudden be like, and now you need to go find gear, is very, mm-hmm. it's a very big jump, I think, in mindset. Because I can't even think of another first-person shooter that has anything even related to that. Yeah. So so what I'm what I'm curious about with with how light is going to play into it now is that they, they've basically said that um you know armor is still going to have light ratings and and other items that you can equip are still going to have light ratings and that that is all going to go into boosting your power in some ambiguous way and i like i want to see exactly how, you know in what way does that come through does it mean that you know if you let's say you're level 40 with a low light level and then you you equip some gear that boosts your light level up. Do you now do more damage, or can you take more damage, or do you move faster? Do you get new abilities, and and you know how exactly does all that stuff come into play? Because I think there there's uh, a lot of room for flexibility and customization there um, in a way that that doesn't exist right now. So that's that's exciting to me. Do any of you guys have um, have you guys ever wanted any type of um, like instructional assistance within the game, like some type of manual or something in the in the menu or something like that that some games have? You mean like pull this trigger to shoot stuff? Right, but I mean <laughs> you can skip you can skip that one. Uh, but but uh, you know some some games have digital or not I don't manuals in the game itself you can you know press pause it and you know go look up uh stuff i can't think of any examples for some reason right now but like especially with house of wolves when they started to shift how you leveled things 
I was just so confused and I I wanted to figure it out while I was playing the game without having to go to some other source to figure out what everything meant and the way that they're reorganizing everything it sounds like it won't be as much as a problem but it would still be nice to have some in-game uh, help maybe I think that comes down to UI tooltips and and UI layout um, being sort of fo- I, I see what you're saying um, putting that information up front and making it so that if you hover over something you something will pop up and sort of gives you an indication of oh this you know this number reflects what it doesn't really like right now we don't know what armor does really we have an idea it reduces you know the amount that we can take but there's there's more to it obviously than uh what is initially up front so i i actually just figured out something interesting which is i i pulled up one of the one of the armor pieces that's being shown for uh the taken king and then compared it to a piece of armor that's in the game right now and there is no armor rating anymore light replaces the armor rating oh interesting so so it'll uh so the amount of light that's on it will then boost your armor yeah that's what i would assume i wonder if it'll Uh, boost your damage output as well isn't that pretty true right now i mean isn't armor with the same light rating all have pretty much the same yeah. the same right for the same armor slot, rating yeah, yeah so if you have 42 light on a chest piece as a warlock they all have the same armor it so does it sounds, and then it sounds like they're just simplifying it they're getting rid right. of armor and attack and saying no it's just light don't worry about all those other numbers right yeah, and then and then of course your skill tree tweaks that a bit right you know when you can go into your ability tree and set those different training levels that'll that'll boost your uh, you know your your defense or agility and things like that. You can sort of fine tune it from there. So I, I wonder if that'll still have the same effect going forward, like the same relative strength of the modifier. Hmm. Yeah, that's curious because I so just recently with um, starting with Trials of Osiris, really, I've started really appreciating the armor stat on my yeah. on my build tree because <laughs> I usually when I'm just running around I go to minimum armor and I max out agility and I then with that try to get um, recovery up as high as possible. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work so well in trials. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've started with my PVP build maxing out the armor and it is sort of surprising. There are times when I can take shots that, you know, they'll leave me with a sliver of health and I know if I had been running my old build, I'd be, I'd be dead right now. No, it, it drives me crazy as a hunter that warlocks and titans can set their armor high enough that they, they will survive a trip mine unless you stick them with it. And it yeah. drives me nuts. Did, did you guys see that? There was a, a video I linked on the forums. Uh, I, don't know, I think it might have been last week where uh, someone had done this really detailed look at uh, uh, the ram oh, so exotic helmet. Yeah, and and how because um, you know part of the the perk of the ram is it gives you an armor boost, and they were saying okay, but exactly how much of a boost does it give you? And so they did this breakdown of of you know these are things that a warlock with max armor and the ram can survive that no other guardian can survive, and it was some pretty significant stuff. Like mm-hmm. they can survive two headshots from Thorn, and if you it, that alone going into Trials of Osiris, where you know Thorn is by far the most commonly used weapon. That's a big difference, right? Yeah, or like uh, two body shots from Praetith. Yeah, 
Yeah. Praise Revenge. One wasn't uh wasn't one shot from a golden gun on there? Or is that <laughs> no, I don't that's think so. I'm thinking Sunsinger wearing Graham. If you're a Sunsinger yeah. with your your Ram. super active and and you and have Ram, radiant you can, skin. Yeah, you know. then you can survive a golden gun shot. Right. Which I'm okay with that one because because it's just a it's it's, it's a anything, super yeah anything that anything that frustrates golden gun users and and I'm a golden gun user <laughs> myself you know it's, it's uh, that thing is the bane of my existence. No, that that doesn't bother me. The one that bothers me is that I can't kill a titan mid jump. Yeah, because if <laughs> I kill them, they get their super back. If they kill me, I just lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. So as far as this whole leveling progression thing, we've also got um, it, this one doesn't really surprise me, but year one weapons uh, legendary weapons are not going to continue to increase we've been able to boost them up with etheric light and they're going to max out at 365 i that seemed pretty obvious to me i wasn't really sure where that cutoff was gonna end up being but um i don't know it, it's it's interesting but i like the idea of moving forward holding on to maybe one or two of my old favorites and just sort of scrapping the rest i guess well, and I think I I think I read in one of the interviews they said for now, and they just put put that in and like really at the end, not to imply that it'll happen anytime soon, but I think even if even if they do let us upgrade them in the future, just the fact that right now when we go into the Taken King, we're gonna want to use other guns, is a big deal, because yeah. like in the Dark Below, even though I missed my Fate Bringer a lot of the time, and I used, still used it quite a bit. It, it did force me to try other guns, and I found a lot of guns I like to this day because of that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because that was one of the most fun things about the Dark Below was trying out all these new guns. And I didn't do that as much in, uh, in House of Wolves because I just used an etheric light on my Fatebringer. <laughs> I think uh, Deej really uh, explained it really well in that IGN, IGN video that was posted today. Um, did you guys see all, see that one? Yeah, where he was yeah. talking about Gallahorn and yeah. basically, if Destiny became known as Gallahorn you know, Simulator, right, right, that was that was a really good way of putting it. Like, and so I, I'm surprised that we can't take the exotics forward. I, I was pretty sure that they were going to cut off the the rest of the weapons at some point, but I was I thought they would let us um, continue to to bring the exotics along. But we, uh, they power, only said legendaries. As much as I'm going to miss. Oh, have, did they only say legendaries? They haven't said anything about it. Yeah, yeah, they only said yeah. legendaries. Yeah, they ah. haven't said it. So I can no. finally upgrade that uh, white uh, Russian auto rifle from the beginning of the game, right? Oh, my goodness. Kostov? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, spe- speaking of that, though, they, in that video, you see uh, a gun that looks like the stranger's rifle. So that's interesting, and it, and it even somebody even gave it a name. It was uh, no uh, time we to don't, explain. Yeah, no time to explain, which yeah. is great, which is genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, and you can really oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we know it's not the same gun just from the video because it had arc damage. That's the new exotic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the new exotic that's based off of the stranger's rifle frame. Mm-hmm. You yeah. uh, just. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just hoping that I don't have to turn in my stranger's rifle to get it because I don't have any left. Yeah, mine's but, long gone. Bunch I ran out of vault space ages ago for I destroying actually, my stranger's I saved, rifle. I saved 
both the strangers, the Kostov and the stranger's rifle from my latest warlock, which was the last character I built because it was, if you, you know, a month ago. <laughs> right. If you scrap it, the exo stranger should show back up again and kind of chew you out. Like there was a whole cut scene where I gave you this gun. It was going to be important. <laughs> we mocapped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually had to live through that cutscene multiple times because I forget to quit out at the end no, of the Black, Black Garden. The cutscene will be it would be even funnier if she's like, Okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to upgrade that gun for you. Where is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just mean. This is awkward. <laughs> Steve had a birthday last week and I didn't know what to get him, so I just you know. <laughs> You gave me this thing that was so much worse than all the stuff I already had. I didn't want to tell you it was a bad gift. I, <laughs> I returned it for credit. Hey, it, it, was, it was not bad the first time you got it. No, no, I was very happy the first time I got that gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was cool. so much higher than 200. Like, it was so much more powerful than everything else I had at the time. I, I can't throw it away just because of those sights. Those sights are amazing. Yeah, it looks great. So, I, Levi, have you uh, used the Stranger's Rifle since you moved to Xbox One? Uh, no. So well, it has I... different sights on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Oh, it has, really? dif- it has <laughs> different sights on the 360? I had so, no yeah, idea. So on, the, on the last gen, those holographic sights are all uh, flat and they don't animate. And there's only one layer. It, it, it's it's hmm. similar, but it's not nearly as intricate. I think I still have one in the vault somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so fire it up and check it on, out on the Xbox One if you have it, because it's, uh, it's a little different. It's cool looking. But yeah, it's, it's much better on next gen. Well, every once in a while, there's a Crucible map that I like, hadn't played yet on one, and all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, there's so much more map? on the Skybox. Yeah, <laughs> that nice. International Space Station or whatever ruins above the moon still just blows my mind that that just wasn't there at all. <laughs> I- if if Bungie hasn't already won a ton of awards just for their skyboxes, they oh really should. We should just start making them. Like the DBO <laughs> Skybox Award goes to Bungie. All all of all of Destiny. Yeah. I really think I've spent more time looking at Bungie's skyboxes than many other games combined. Like <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say my, my screensaver is a skybox from destiny. So Um, I don't know if you wanted to move on from weapons or not, but there was one other, uh, weapon related thing I noticed, Mm -hmm. uh, which is that they, they mentioned, uh, this idea that, uh, in the taken King, if you get duplicates, you know, if you get drops of weapons that you already have, there's going to be some sort of system of, uh, rolling them into your existing weapon to improve it, uh, which which I got really excited about. Uh, I've, um, I'm a huge fan of, of Mass Effect, and, and Mass Effect 3 had a similar system for their multiplayer mode where there's a lot about Mass Effect 3 that's actually kind of similar to the way uh, Destiny works in terms of its progression system. And, you know, you get these weapons from random loot drops, but what they would do is if you got a weapon you already had, it would just upgrade your existing weapon to a to a Mark II version that did more damage. Hmm. So I it it sounds like I mean they, again there's they've been very vague in this article as far as what exactly is going to happen how that's going to work, but it sounds like you know if you get a drop and it's a weapon you already had, it's not going to be oh let's just scrap this. It's there's actually value to it now, and and that's really exciting to me. That's something that I think uh, will make a, a lot of people very happy. And it and it doesn't have to be the same item either. It's just a 
item from the same gear slot, according oh, to so the like article. Oh, so like an auto rifle could apply to a scout rifle. Right. Oh. And uh, I, I, the things uh, Luke says about it is it enables a player to customize the way they want to look and the weapons they want to use, hmm. which is interesting because it, I'm wondering <coughs> what's going to apply to that. Like maybe... You know, maybe you're going to be able to transmog, as it's known in MMO communities, mm-hmm. weapons. So that if you really like the look of a gun, but you don't like anything else about the gun, you can make it into the gun that you want it to be. And, you know, right. that's probably wishing a little bit too much, but I would love it if that's what it is. Yeah, or if there's like a way to somehow blend uh, perks somehow. Well, I, I was thinking because I, I was just um, I was just listening to episode five of the uh, the Starside Lounge uh, this morning, and and Good you guys man. were talking, yeah, you guys were talking a lot about um, uh, you know the 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 different weapon foundries and and the uh, the way that uh, some of the weapons are gonna they're gonna be very customizable as far as their base performance stats. Mm-hmm. This idea that. Uh, you know, you can have a scout rifle, and and just by changing some of the abilities on that scout rifle, you can shift it from a great long range weapon to a, a great you know mid range weapon, and and how cool that is. And it it, it got me thinking, and I, I wonder if Bungie is maybe trying to hit a couple different birds with one stone here, which is that you know by making weapons that are more flexible in that way, we theoretically won't need as many of them. So maybe instead of holding on to three or four scout rifles, we hold on to one or two and use these various different systems that we're talking about here to customize them and tweak them out exactly the way we want them. And that also helps save the vault space issue, which is something that there's, you know, is, is right. a challenge for, for uh, some of the higher level players right now. And, uh, you know, my, like my vault is completely full and I've got one or two empty slots on each character and that's it. So I'm hearing about all this new gear and I'm like, this is awesome. I can't get any of it. It's going to all be sitting at the postmaster. <laughs> exactly. But if, you know, if, if um, between being able to potentially you know, combine weapons in these ways and have weapons that are inherently more flexible. That could that could solve multiple problems at one time, and and you know, give us the uh, that that player empowerment, that that choice and customization that everybody wants so much. I think that's a it's a a lot of potential there. I think that's really a great thought. Yeah, because uh, I have this issue with I I have like five or six scout rifles. I think on my warlock, I love scout rifles. As I had said last week, I I use them a lot. Um, but I also would like to try out the new hand cannons and pulse rifles and auto rifles just to see what they're like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have room for them on my character. So I generally just sort of scrap them or I'll stick them in the vault and I'll never use them mm-hmm. right. because I just, I have wait Yeah, exactly. I have way too many scout rifles and I don't, don't, I don't even use all of them. Um, sometimes I'll just feel like playing with a different, you know, style of, of scout rifle and. I'll switch from beeline trauma to my Gillian's demise, but the ability, yeah, to have maybe fewer that are built the way I like to play and then open up that space so that I can introduce something else to, to play with and, and check out. I really like that idea. There should be like a, a vault where it's a true vault where you put something in there and you're like, well, I may get that out in the future and then have like a on deck, uh, you know, account that you can, that you're constantly that that would be the the vault as it is now 
And so that way you could collect things in the long term, but not have to force Bungie to load all the stuff because you're not going to actually, you're, you're going to, you have to go somewhere else to actually like get something out of there, like make, make it a big deal kind of thing. Mm. Does like that the, make any sense? You have to make a withdrawal and it'll show up the next day. Yeah, it's like a, a vault within a vault kind of thing. That Gringot style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a similar <laughs> thought too. Uh, because obviously, just from what they've said, the, the problem is displaying that much, that many items because they're right. immediately ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, Well, uh, on the newer generation. <laughs> right. Well, what I mean by ready to go is like you can just grab them. There's no, yeah. there's no like delay or anything as far as switching those weapons out of your vault. Um, the other the other thing, though, that's interesting that they did talk about is that shaders and emblems By are going way. to be stored in some kind of bank that yeah, we like, can just go and grab them yeah, like instead of having console. to... Yeah, a computer console, so that we don't have to keep them in our inventory and in our vault anymore, which is a great idea, makes fantastic so idea. And it actually makes yeah. me wonder, though, with the ways that they're also getting rid of some of the currencies that we use, like they're combining the armor. Oh, currencies, I'm so happy about class that. specific ones. <laughs> yeah. one. That kind of thing. It actually makes me wonder, are they going to just get rid of that part of the vault? And that's one of the ways that the vault space is going to increase for us is yeah. maybe they're just going to get rid of that third column. Yeah. Or shrink it down, make it half the size it is. And yeah. maybe that opens up a couple more armor yeah. weapon slots. Yeah, yeah, that that they're making it all one armor material makes me so happy because I'm still, even though like I think it was Claude who told me like a month ago about the whole not uh, keeping your uh, your uh, engrams, engrams, right? I don't know why I forgot that word um, <laughs> since it's like half of Destiny, uh, but keeping your engrams and saving it for your other character. Now you don't have to deal with that hassle, and it'll be a lot simpler to to upgrade your other characters and that that just sounds amazing way more player friendly you know? mm-hmm. yes absolutely have we has, has anybody heard anything about the at what point will the older generations no longer be supported clearly no. it's not the taking no. king yet but nothing the, does that huh we've heard nothing from bungie and activision made the comment that when it doesn't when it doesn't make sense to come out with a version for the old consoles then that's when they'll we, drop we, it which tells us nothing. I mean, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why would they say, "Well, we're going to keep making it even after it even stops it doesn't things. make sense"? <laughs> my my guess is whatever the next you in perpetuity. Whatever the next major expansion after the Taken King is, so maybe the beginning of year three. Yeah. Well, I think that, even... was that your guess. Was that your guess all along, or is yeah, that your guess along. since they announced Taken King and and it was it was. It, for both the old. No, I didn't expect them to get rid of the the old consoles for the Taken King ever. I, yeah, I didn't. It seemed, that seems too soon. To, to I really not release year two would be the would be the the, the switch point. Well, could oh, have really been the switch point, I guess. I I think what? it depends. It depends too on what year two entails, right? Because I think if year two includes more expansions for for Destiny one, and I have a suspicion that it will, mm-hmm. um, I I. I can't see them releasing expansions for a 360 and PS3 game without including support for the 360 and PS3 versions of the game. Does that does that make sense? Like that's that's yeah, exactly the, how the I Taken feel. King is sort of the backbone yeah. for year two, and right. the new stuff's going to branch off of it. 
And if and now now if if Destiny Two comes along in year three, I could see that being a whole different ball game. Right. But if we're still releasing expansions for Destiny One, I suspect that those will all be compatible on all four all four platforms for for yeah. the time being. I think I think they'll they'll do a clean break with Destiny Two whenever that comes around, whether that's year three or year four. And because uh, because you know there there was that bit of news about there may um, never I, be a Destiny Two. It that's possible expansions from here on out. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, if there's not going to be an actual sequel, then yeah, I think I think it'll probably be around year three. Since year two, I just can't imagine with the wording that they're using that they would be like, and 360 and PS3, you only get half a year. Yeah. <laughs> like that that doesn't that doesn't seem to make sense to no. me. So I guess you're right. Yeah. My my hunch sort of comes from the news that that uh, High Moon Studios is going to be working on Destiny in some fashion, and uh, my my very first thought with that is that High Moon will continue to develop expansions for Destiny One while Bungie shifts gears to focus on Destiny Two. If 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 there is a Destiny Two, oh, um, we, we still don't know which way they're going to go there. But that that I I could sort of imagine in my head a scenario where High Moon is creating expansions for Destiny One through the first half of 2016 while Bungie is working on Destiny 2 for later that year or the next year, you know, whenever that happens. So. And that's actually similar to my theory. I think we're probably going to still have Bungie people in charge of the rest of the expansions for Destiny 1, but I think Blue Moon's going to be responsible for porting because that's actually, they've done a lot of porting already um, for other well, games. Well, Blue Moon's going to be responsible for the drinking. I, I think High Moon's going to be responsible. <laughs> Sorry, for the High Moon. Thank you. Uh, High Moon <laughs> is going it. to do the porting because uh, they, they, ex- they have experience with that. So I think, yep. I think that's probably where it's going to go. And that, but even just that would allow them to do what you're saying, which is put yeah. more people working on Destiny 2, which honestly... I would be surprised if there's not at least a couple people working on Destiny 2 right now. <laughs> you, you got to think. <laughs> Although, have you, ever, have you ever played any High Moon games? Because they're awesome. I, I would actually really love to see, you know, if it, and I don't know if this would ever happen, but if, if it came a point where it's like, yeah, you know, this is expansion 8 and 9 for Destiny 1. Let's hand the reins over to another developer, see what they do with it. I think, I think High Moon could do some pretty cool stuff. Their Transformers games were just off the wall fantastic. They were great, so... Oh. Yeah, I, I haven't played any of them. I don't think but I have either. Good. They do like they do some stuff with um like so I mean for me personally one of the things I always loved so much about the Halo games was the the way vehicle combat and infantry combat sort of interplayed with each other and could all exist in the same sandbox whether you're talking campaign or multiplayer or whatever and and they nailed a really similar balance with the transformers because every single transformer could be a vehicle whenever they wanted and uh and so they had they had a just a, a fantastic fluid transitions from different styles of combat and and you know there were there you know fighter jets flying through the air and then landing as an infantry unit and firing off some shots and taking off again and um it, i could see them having a lot of fun with destiny's mechanics and and in the destiny uh sandbox so that's just a little pipe dream of mine <laughs> <laughs> i like it that's, yeah, that's, that's good. I have not played it, but that uh, I'll have to check it out. Maybe. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's sort of staying with the the weapon um, theme here. There's some talk about the exotics and some news about how those are going to work. 
which is kind of interesting. First is that all exotics are going to come with their signature unique perk automatically unlocked when you pick it up. That's great because, I mean, that allows you to actually experiment with the weapon instead of, like I had so many times where I would get an exotic and then it was like on my to-do list, like five items down, like I've got to get through these other guns before I can even find out if I like that gun. So I think that's... that's I think think that's half the reason that people have such a place in their heart for Icebreaker is because even though the perk that you unlock at the end is really cool because it makes people explode, you get the coolest perk about Icebreaker immediately, which yep. is yep. the recharging ammo. It's it's instantly awesome. Yeah. Right. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had flip-flopped that where you had to unlock the recharge somehow, although I guess it wouldn't make sense because it doesn't pick up secondary, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, I, I really liked that. And, in fact, they even gave an example... Oh, do we even have the name for this gun? I think we do. I can't remember what it's called, though. Which one? And it's a heavy fusion rifle. Sleeper Simulant. Is that the one that had, like, really long range in some of the videos that they were showing? Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't see... I saw somebody comment about a huge range on a fusion rifle, but I did not see the video itself. I think it was the IGN interview with Deej where they were cutting back and forth to some gameplay footage on the, the Mars Oasis map. And there was a fusion rifle that would looked really cool. And it also shot really far. It apparently and, ricochets off walls as well. So it's, yeah. a, it's basically a splazer. Yeah. Well, so it occupies, <laughs> so this is a new, so we now have fusion rifles in all three slots. You could just go fusion rifle crazy. Unfor- unfortunately, you can't have one in all oh, three slots, right. though. Because <laughs> they're yeah, too exotic. They're exotics. <laughs> oh, fair point. Uh, I, but, I, uh, I had, uh, the reason I know that is because I have the same thought, and then immediately went, "Dang it!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Sleeper Simulant uh, is an ex- exotic heavy fusion rifle. Yeah, and it's got the the bounce rounds, and um, I think what's even more interesting about it is that uh, to acquire it there's a whole quest line and apparently this is going to be a a thing that they're taking forward into i don't know all but many of the other uh, exotics for the taken king which it sounds it sounds like they're just reworking exotic quests because a couple of those are actually pretty cool right but they're this sounds like it's going to be an actual quest right mm-hmm. like you you pick a up traditional quest right you pick up something in the world and it's it's makes you go what is this and you have to look into it and maybe follow that path and uh by by sort of following the breadcrumbs maybe um it ends up piecing together into a new weapon and And i think that's what a what a lot of people were thinking or daydreaming about when uh joe staten was talking about that in the you know e3 demo Mm mm-hmm yeah, that you're going to be able to, you're going to see someone walking around with this awesome looking weapon and you're like, hey, where did you get that? And they'll say, oh, well, you have to go here and fight this guy and then that yeah, leads you yeah. here. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and the, the cool thing about it also is even after you get it, you know, it, it has that trademark perk that gets unlocked, which is really cool. But it, it also makes you wonder, well, what are you going to unlock after that? And they actually say subsequent upgrades increase how many times the laser rebounds. Oh, cool. Right. So, so if that's going to be the way all exotics are, where it starts, once again, it, it feels like Icebreaker, where it starts really cool, and then it just gets cooler as you level it up. That's a, a vast change from what's going on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think most of us that used uh, Bad Juju 
it's a really mediocre gun when you get it. Right, you have not to really you, work your way through it. Yeah, and then when you finally get that perk, you're like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. But before that, yeah. you're like, why would I even want to use this? I, I've got a buddy who got, uh, he got a Gallerhorn like a week and a half into playing the game and he looked at it and he fired it and he's like i don't see what's so special about this thing so he sharded it <laughs> no. and he's, oh. he's he still hasn't gotten another one <laughs> <laughs> like, like two oh. weeks later he was already kicking himself because because word spread quickly right <laughs> just oh just my make goodness just uh, tell him he'll feel better when Taken king comes out <laughs> yeah yeah when it gets nerfed <laughs> his re- his redemption is, is yeah is is at hand that is amazing. So um, let's see here. I wait, are there any uh, spots in the in the the news coverage that um, really piqued your interest, Nevin? Uh, so yeah, there, one thing that really um, got my curiosity going is is they they talked briefly about uh, the dreadnought itself, and um, obviously we've had some info in in the weekly update about you know what it's going to look like. We know that there's going to be um, some puzzle elements to it. That there's going to be loot hidden in, in mysterious corners, and it's a you know a, a something that we're going to be diving into and trying to figure out and solve these puzzles and 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 chase down these little um, these little secrets and things like that. But uh, in the Game Informer article, they, there's one specific quote where they they describe it as uh, uh, I think that I think the phrase they use is. It's like now you've killed Dracula, so now you get to explore his castle, and and the way they phrase that, um, it, it's a kind of the opposite of what my expectations were, which is I sort of imagined that we'd be going to this dreadnought early in the Taken King, and that's where we'd spend most of our time doing a bunch of missions and things like that, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we we do the maybe the raid would be you know the the end cap to everything, but but that that description that they're using makes it sound like um, that you know the 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 dreadnought is the end game, and you know you don't really get to explore it fully until you've already completed the raid and beaten the final boss, and and that now you're free to roam this location and so that that got me just wondering exactly exactly how is that going to work you know when, when are we going to get access to this location and and you know is it that parts of it are going to be locked off until after we've completed the story and does that mean that the raid fits more tightly into the story this time around my my impression was that there the there'd be mission strikes and the raid in the dreadnought and maybe the patrol mode itself just wouldn't unlock until towards the end of the the arc or whatever is what that that was the way i interpreted that state in fact uh and i think bjorn mentioned this on the forum too mm-hmm. um you actually place the quest markers during some of your missions so, which is awesome. Yeah, I thought that was which great. Is you awesome. are yeah. the forward, the advanced scout. Which, which I think a lot of us were expecting that to be in Vanilla Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I heard a lot of complaints about that, but just the fact that they're fulfilling a lot of the stuff that people were expecting out of Destiny is just so surprising. I, I mean, Nevin mentioned it before we started the podcast. We're, we're so surprised by how much this expansion seems to be expanding everything. And... Uh, and I had the same similar thought as Levi. I wonder if it's because they obviously there's certain people that will never do the raid. In fact, there's a vast majority of people it seems that are never do the raids. So I can't is that, imagine. Is that still true that the that the majority of people have never tried it? 
Well, if, um, if you look at if you look at the PSN uh, trophy stats, only about twenty percent of the population has unlocked the trophy for completing a raid. Yeah. So, really? but wow. but I think the thing that skews that is that doesn't take into consideration that I, I think Destiny, as within any game, the vast majority of the people who bought the game stopped playing after the first week or two. Right. Right. So, I, I my suspicion is that. Most of the people who are still playing Destiny have raided at least once at right. some point. Um, it's just that that is a small representation of the total number of copies out there. Well, and and really, what I'm saying though, either way, is I I don't think they're gonna lock off an area until you, after you do the raid completely. No. I think I think probably what's gonna be more likely, and this is you know we're in pure speculation mode here, of course is uh, it's going to be something like the Dark Below where you kill Crota in our world in the story and then you end up going to his dimension in the raid and killing him so that they could still say, oh, well, you killed Crota and people would go, oh, yeah, I Mark. killed a soul. Well, I'm talking about the Dark oh, Below. Oh. And they can do that. I'm guessing they're probably going to do something similar in in the Taken King, which is you'll kill the Taken King in some form. They even mentioned in an, an earlier earlier information that he was going to have multiple forms. So I imagine they're probably going to kill him in, in one form or another. And the raid will be us putting the nail, or if you want to stick with the Dracula <laughs> reference, yeah. the stake in his heart. Right. Right. That's that's very, very possible. I, I almost think that's, that's probably likely. Uh, part of me hopes that they... Um, that they do anchor the narrative onto the raid though, just because if nothing else, I think it, it might be that like, hopefully it'll be that extra incentive to, to get those few people who, who, you know, maybe are on the fence or hesitant to try it. Maybe it'll get them to really say, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta do this at least once. Let me go to, you know, a, a fire team builder, go to an LFG site, go to a forum and just put a group together. Cause I want to finish this story. And I think that's something that would benefit, um, it would benefit the raids and it would get, you know, if it maybe gets more people to try them out, uh, you know, maybe some more people would discover uh, that, 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 hey, that I really like this. This is really cool. It's different from the rest of the game. And it would help, uh, um, you know, add some variety to, for those players who would otherwise be hesitant to try that, that those, those parts of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like anchoring, I think is a good word. Uh, yeah. Anchoring the raid into the, uh, or the story to the raid would be good. I just don't see them putting it behind the, the the wall of completion. Like I don't see patrol being locked away behind a raid completion. No. Maybe yeah. there are certain sections or certain. Maybe there are certain little um, you know uh, uh, loot drops or, or chests that are only accessible. I don't know. I mean, oh, that's good. Absolutely. And that was something actually that I had mentioned in the forum was, uh, what if by completing the raid you get you know how right now we finish the nightfall and we get a buff for the rest of the week and it gives you an XP bonus. Mm. Uh, what if finishing the the King's Fall raid um, gives you some sort of some sort of other buff that helps you explore the Dreadnought a little bit more? Maybe maybe or there are doors, hmm? or just find loot. Like you or just find loot. Like maybe you can't. Maybe there are doors that you can't open unless you have this buff and then with that you could go about and explore and do some more and that'll be good for a week and then you got to go back and redo the raid the next week before you can go exploring again i could totally see that being a thing 
That's well, a really just, interesting idea. Uh, and this just reminded me of, uh, this is kind of a tangent, but uh, this reminded me of exploring like the Hellmouth and opening doors when you draw your ghost out that didn't really lead anywhere. Do you, mm-hmm. Did that ever happen to you guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I really hope Nolan North, like they've got a line for him to explain why he's accidentally opening these doors now. <laughs> what um, does this button do? <laughs> I think I think just like with the idea of anchoring the raid in the story uh, that I'm excited about with the the Taken King is just the idea that there's going to be a story. That <laughs> <laughs> was Luke Smith's joke, right? Uh, wow. Yeah, that, that was probably the best answer in that whole interview with uh, IGN and and Luke Smith, and uh, and they and we see little hints of it in the other videos. I mean. Who else is excited? I know you guys are. Nathan Fillion is going to be an actual character (laughs) in a cutscene. Finally. Bam, said the lady. (laughs) They need to fit that in. The the shot of that cutscene, I mean, just the screenshot of him talking to another tower uh, character is just probably the single most exciting thing I've seen for Taken King, personally, just because that's what I was... Um, hoping for and even when I started playing I was like oh this would be great if they did this and now they're doing that even if that's just the one cutscene it's going to be so much more than you know the one or two we had with the speaker and it, it uh, you're it, and you're down in a different part of the tower that we you can't actually get to and that again extends the universe just slightly mm-hmm. and you've got these characters that you've never seen in the same room talking to each other. So, um, and, yeah. So the, um, in the, in the screenshot that they have in the game informer article, I don't know if it's actually in the video, um, but we've got Cade talking to Amanda holiday and I just, I don't know if it's an homage or what, but he's got a wrench in his hand and there's a whole thing about Cade with the sack of wrenches. Oh, with yeah. the crypt dark. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I don't know oh, if somebody yeah. heard that and they thought, oh, we just got to like put this wrench in his hand so he's got one <laughs> or what. Maybe he's like tightening up a bolt on his face or something. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me it. for a moment here. My, my exo has that problem a lot. <laughs> my eye sockets. My loose. face is coming off. <laughs> um, but going going back to anchoring everything, the fact that they're not just making everything going forward better. They're actually going back and strengthening and revising what already we had, um, mm-hmm. not just by Nolan North's, you know, reinterpretation and additional lines, but also um, like they talked about revisiting the vault of glass with uh, it's like, there's going to be a taken enemy there or something like that. I read somewhere. It's a quest, yeah. A quest of some kind that brings you back there. Right, and so that that they're they're going backwards too, which I think is really exciting. That they're they're strengthening everything. Well, they 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 even said that we're going to learn about what happened to Pradith, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. Just is, just having them drop that name, I, it's nowhere yeah. in the game except for in the name of weapons. So just having yeah, them drop right. that name, I'm super excited. And it just—it's real. I'm more excited now, I think, than about like Destiny's future than I was than like after the beta. Because just little things get me excited now, like the fact that the uh, the shader kiosks or whatever 
that means there's going to be more places around the tower to kind of move around. Because right now, I don't know about you guys, but most of the time I'm going between maybe two, maybe three uh, spots on the tower. And that's yeah. you know 90% of my visits. Now they're going to have everybody kind of, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's interior design. It's moving everybody around the room and visiting different things. And I feel like that's going to make the tower even have more life. So even by those little tiny tweaks, they're going to make everything better. So it's really exciting. Well, and even little things like like if the if the various different guardians and characters on the tower are present in cutscenes and we're seeing them interacting as real characters, um, then the simple act of walking around through the t- through the tower and seeing these characters. You know, they're running their various corners. Um, it, it somehow enriches that a little bit. It, it, yeah. it makes you like I, I sort of I kind of jokingly referred to, you know, arriving at, at the reef for the first time, uh, it, you know, when House of Wolves came out. I, to me, it felt like um, like opening day at the mall. You know, it didn't feel like like uh, this n- momentous new moment in the Destiny universe where guardians are being allowed to step foot into this hidden corner for the first time. It was like, here you go, go shopping, go to the various kiosks <laughs> because because there were no characters there really yet. And I think it looks like they're expanding on uh, you know how invested we're going to be in these characters in a way that will just make the simple act of being in these social spaces cooler because you're going to look at these characters and actually know something about them and have an opinion about them and and feelings towards them one way or another and and you're going to know how they feel about each other as well and then I think that's a a huge huge win. Yeah, the I was just going to say just from the cinematic trailer it looks like there might be even I don't know uh, the prince uh what's his name prince um the crows or the queen's uh, brother, brother the mm-hmm. uh I can't remember his name right now but anyway I mean, it looked like he was leading the spaceship battle attack or something. He looked and, pissed. Yeah, oh, and I'm. I mean, we may even get like actual character. You know, I don't know. Bad things happen to characters and stuff, and, and that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And and you'd kind of have to have it happen to them, honestly. Like, uh, we're we're guardians. The vanguard's guardians. Uh, it'd have to be someone like the prince because he can actually die. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, for, uh, for, for it to have weight, for yeah. for you to be afraid of whatever it is, um, if you're not going to be the one who's who's erased from existence because you got to be the one playing, um, somebody else who's who has clout and weight and already has a presence, um, you have to have that transferal of of power yeah. yeah and and you have to see like oh this you know this bad guy is a really bad guy because he did this thing to this guy i know yeah it'd be hilarious though if they did it to like petra gets killed or something and then you just go right back to the reef and she's right there and you're like wait a minute <laughs> yeah see and that, that wouldn't work <laughs> um uh, in that I, scene oh sorry no go ahead in that same vein though of just uh the tower opening up and us actually having characters we care about I think one of the things I was most excited about when they were talking about the tower was the gunsmith. Oh, I, mean, yes. I think it's just a paragraph, but it sounds so interesting that we're going to have a reputation meter with him. He's going to give us prototype weapons to go and test out in the field that are basically like guns with bounties attached to them. And then once you get your rep high enough, you can actually order legendary weapons and they'll come in on a when- on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. With a random perk. With a random set of perks, that's 
that's super cool. Um, I think I think just the fact that there's going to be a way to get items without we won't even have to really play a raid or play a, a nightfall strike every week to to get new reasons to go in the game and try things is really cool. I, yeah. I mean, I know I know a lot of times now I'm I'm kind of bummed having all the exotics because except for Necrochasm, um, because oh you're missing out, man. <laughs> Because I don't have anything to try out anymore. Because every time you got an exotic before, it was it was exciting and it was new. And uh, a lot of that's missing now. So even just having new legendary weapons, even if they're just going to look drastically different, like it looks like most of the guns are in the Taken King, that's something to really look forward to. Well, it's hilarious that you actually have to wait for an order in real time in Destiny. Like in any yeah. other game... You just like, you know, go to sleep or reload and, you know, that thing is now available or whatever. And that's hilarious that, well, well, okay, I have to actually go find something to do in real life and wait. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about that and I think that the, um, you know, the, the genius there is that uh, on the one hand, it's nice to have um, specific ways to track down weapons because it, it sort of goes against some of the frustrations that a lot of people have with destiny in terms of you know the loot is so rng based it's nice to have goals to work towards and i want this gun i know what i have to do to get it but at the same time when rng swings in your favor there is that nice moment of ooh, look what i just got you know and and so having this sort of delivery arrive um it, it gives you the you got the satisfaction of oh i completed my quest that's done. My, my reward is is in the bank. I know it's coming. But then you sign off, and then the next day you, you sign back on again, and uh, oh, there's something waiting for me, and you have that happy little surprise moment again, even though you know what's coming. Yeah, you know, we all, we all like getting presents in the mail, right? <laughs> and and it, it sort of scratches both itches at the same time. I think it's a fantastic idea. That's why I have Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I just send stuff to myself as often as possible. Just so exactly. <laughs> but no, yeah, I completely agree with you. Do, do you know what makes me the most uh, frustrated right now about Taken King? It's not here yet. Well, beyond that uh, <laughs> is the fact that new players coming to Destiny are going to have such a cooler, more integrated more immersive, more story, just more everything from the very start. It's gonna they're gonna experience the game completely different than the way we did. That, that I mean that, that's just crazy to think about. That that des that Bungie is going to kind of they're kind of doing a redo in some ways. Uh like, hang on, we can make this better, you know, just give us a little bit of you know, another year and here, here's another attempt and the people coming on now are just gonna it's not yeah. fair. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we get to talk down to them whenever we want, though, because they don't <laughs> right. have our they don't have our street cred, right? They right. didn't they didn't play through it like we did. So yeah, we're Back all we're running around with that year one emblem. <laughs> and uh, and uh, one thing that's that's uh, interesting about that is it actually makes their their uh, different product or whatever you want to call them their skews for the Taken King actually make a lot more sense now that we know this much about the Taken King. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, the legendary edition makes total sense mm -hmm. because I've already told people that didn't like Destiny. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta look into it again. Go read all these articles. I think you're gonna be pretty happy about it because a lot of the things they complained about are are being fixed. And 
and even the things that I never complained about are, but I, but aren't weren't perfect are getting improved. I mean, it's yeah. I, it, I, I feel like I'm I'm gushing here. <laughs> it, it does sound it, it, it does sound closer to at least to me at least like when I think back to the way Bungie was describing Destiny back in the you know the E3 2013 presentation and like it what we're hearing about the Taken King now is reminding me of all the stuff we were hearing back then. Like it sounds like maybe we're getting back to. Uh, you know, some of the things that uh, maybe, it, at least for me, what I imagined Destiny being. And, and I love Destiny as it is. I mean, I, you know, I've got my complaints like anybody else. But all things considered, I absolutely adore this game it, it, totally as it is. Um, but it, it's it, it's cool to see that, uh, you know, maybe some of the, the potential that, that I thought uh, maybe they missed out on is, is now going to be realized. And that's really exciting for me. For sure. I think you, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like there's a more energy in the Bungie interviews as of late. Like, they seem more excited about the Taken King than they have been the last few expansions. Like, I feel like they're, um, like, the vibe is different. Have you guys picked up on that at all? Yeah. Uh, I, I think even going back to, I think, what you said, it feels like a new game. It feels like they're they're talking about it like it's a brand new game and not like it's an expansion for a game. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, I mean, uh, each person in the interview just seems like they're, they're excited to, to that, that they're, it's it feels like they're, they also feel like they're delivering on what they knew destiny could be. And, and now they're firing like on all cylinders or something. I don't know. It's, it, I feel like their enthusiasm is infectious. So, and and if we can get weekly updates to just be Deej doing a hundred questions at uh, <laughs> Luke every week, that would be amazing. I laughed more at that interview than like comedies that I binge watch on Netflix for twenty hours. That was pretty great. Yeah. It, was, it was a good interview. I think that says more about binge watching than about. <laughs> <laughs> that be. Yeah, that, that, I probably should stop watching these shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you need better shows or something. <laughs> So, Cloud, we haven't uh, we haven't heard from you very much. Um, what uh, what what's your what have you picked up this week that's that's got you excited or not excited? I have really picked up very little other than a trowel. Uh, we I've been doing so much tiling in the last four days that I can't <laughs> even tell you how much I've missed on the Destiny front. So I'm I'm absorbing it now, <laughs> but I feel like I'm behind. I need a tiling jingle for this. No, you totally don't. Cloud <laughs> is laying tile. <laughs> well, I just I, some get your uh, grout on. I just retiled my grout on. I just retiled my shower yesterday. I'm huffing all the silicone fumes right now. <laughs> oh my. Wow, yeah. in one day you retiled the whole shower? No, I'm, no, no. Just now, just a little just a little corner of it that was uh, that was falling apart. So um, oh. but yeah, yeah, lots of silicone. I could, yeah, it's great. <laughs> if, if, if I if I go really quiet, it's just because I passed out. Don't, I'm fine. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. You're recording in the bathroom, aren't you? Yeah. Just go on Wait, without me. Didn't it's we okay. have a Didn't we have a list of um, Didn't we have a list of things that were supposed to be like we we called nine one one if it happens? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a list of things that we don't call nine one one. Oh, right, right, right. If we hear a baby crying or a fire truck right. in your in your home, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, the poor listeners list. have no idea what's going on. 
Well, well, I will say this though to you, Claude, and also to the to our listeners: if you haven't had a chance to read this Game Informer article, I I highly recommend you do it. I don't, it's well you know, written. If you, if you have a if you have a, a way to go and read it, do it because there a, a lot yeah, of people. Actually, I've done, heard wonderful things about it. Yeah. yeah, people have done a lot of summaries, but there's a lot of little details that people have not covered. Yeah, they're sprinkled I mean, yeah, throughout. I mean, things just off the top them. of my head: fire team bounties for the Crucible, um, and trials, trials of Osiris trials bounties. Of Osiris as well. bounties. I'm glad uh, you brought it, that up too. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that. Yeah, with they talk and, about. Uh, have they mentioned prison of elder bounties, or is that they, they, no? They did. There was Damn. there was no mention of prison of elders at all, was there? No, no. Yeah, I'm, I wonder if that's going to stay at level thirty four, thirty five, or or what they're going to do with that. I, I hope not. I hope they, I hope they add some some more top end. Yeah, because I know I'm I know Nevin's not a big fan of it, but uh, <laughs> well, I I think I mean, part, part of part of why I want I'm glad you mentioned the the bounties and the crucible bounties and and the um, uh the the trials of Osiris bounties. You know, one of the things they get into in this article is that there's going to be uh, sets of weekly crucible bounties, and if you complete all the weekly bounties, that'll unlock a sixth high level bounty, and if you complete yeah. that, you get a new legendary or exotic weapon. Yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. I think it's great because I, I you know, um, I think, it, you know, this is my personal problem with with Prison of Elders, but I think it's a, a, a sort of a problem with the way Destiny's Endgame has been laid out from you know from day one, is that if you want new gear, uh, new high level gear, your options become more and more limited the more you play. Right? It, it sort of gets to a point where, you know, there's always the the weekly nightfalls. And then the raid, or right now it's it's the weekly nightfalls and prison of elders and trials of Osiris. That you know that's how you get the new top level gear. And so, if you aren't a fan of one of those activities, um, it it narrows down your way your ability to to keep acquiring new level gear quite substantially, right? Uh, I mean, I, I I consider like like I feel I don't I'm not complaining one bit because. I adore Trials of Osiris, so I can I can play that um, you know till the cows come home and keep getting new cool stuff to play with. Uh, but you know, there's lots of players who weren't into the raids, so you know they they that they sort of missed out on chasing a lot of the high level gear, or they suffered through it because that was the only way to do it. And by expanding with more and more of these sort of like they're they're just they keep adding more ways to get the stuff that you want to get. And, you know, if you're not into raiding, you can play Crucible. If you're not into Crucible, you can explore the Dreadnought. If you're not into the Dreadnought, you can... You know, who, I, I hope Prison of Elders is on, on the list as well, because it's clearly a very popular mode. And, and you know, there's going to be people who want to do just that. So I think, like, the more options they give us to dive in at, at the high end, at the high difficulty side, and get that really cool stuff, the stuff that's worthwhile and, and, and fun to use, and it feels like a real reward, I think that's just better for everyone. Well, and I, I think uh, along those same lines, I, I mean, they had the tagline uh, when Destiny was launching of an activity for every mood. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I definitely think that's true with Destiny. But what wasn't true until what it sounds like the Taken King's going to be like is a reward for every activity for every exactly. mood. Exactly. Yeah. Which is great because my mood is usually patrol or... Uh, <laughs> base level prison of elders so that that's why i'm really excited about new bounties and i'd love to see bounties in prison of elders even if they don't lead to fancy guns just to 
keep it interesting, mix things up, you know. Yeah. But just just to even change up what weapons you're using, yeah. Yeah. Because I really enjoy, like, just, I, I really like jumping into a patrol and relaxing and kind of, uh, you know, not not getting too excited, not having too much fun, just zoning out and taking a stroll. So, and I know that's probably, what, 0.1% of the population wants that, so. <laughs> but it's it's cool that it's in there, though, and it's cool that you can do that. And, you know, I, I yeah. have times when I'm in that mood as well. And that's uh, something that, that I know, um, Claude, you and I were talking a bit about this on the on the forums is that, you know, even as it is right now, patrol mode every now and then, uh, it, it leads to some of the most exciting and frantic moments in the game. And it's a real sort right. of treat when that happens, you know, when you get several, you know, not so mega events on their own, but if they all pile up and happen at the same time, it's, it's a, it's a, a unique experience within destiny. And it's, uh, it's something that I'd, I'd love to see more of as well. I think patrol has a lot of untapped potential in the world of destiny, which they're looking to tap into with those, uh, summoning of bosses, for example, I mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, and just the fact that there's actual loot to find in, in patrols. I mean, I think the, the most loot any of us got was that one strange coin in that, that blue sparrow, from the golden chests. I've picked mm-hmm. up I've opened a chest that one time had oh what was in it? Uh I recorded it cuz it was so crazy, but it's one time ever and it was just it was crazy chest filled loot or loot filled chest. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thank Claude. Um No, I just you had to that... take a chest home back to the town. <laughs> yeah. Look everybody. A chest full of other chests. I couldn't oh, unlock them. What was in that the chest? Our, what was in the chest? Oh, I don't know. I just threw it away. Yeah, <laughs> that should be the vault solution. Is you the vault is the stuff you store for a long time, and then everybody drags a chest around with all the uh, the guns they want to switch out. And <laughs> I am so happy you're not designing this. Game. <laughs> you have to open it and close it. Hey, so not to backtrack, but the, Levi, you just gave me an idea there. Um, so I'm glad somebody likes my yeah. idea. <laughs> well, 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 I'm I'm twisting it on its head a little bit here. So, okay. uh, so we know that they're they're adding these kiosks where we can basically have access to you know any shader that we've ever equipped. You can go to this kiosk and and there's your shader. So it's not taking up space on your character anymore. It's not taking up space in your vault anymore. Couldn't they do that with weapons? Uh, yeah, and I, I think somebody mentioned that it might have been on our forum. Or it might have been on another, another other places I look, but uh, someone was saying we should have raid terminals where once you've unlocked the certain weapons from the raid, if you ever want to go and get them back, you can just go to that kiosk. Which I think actually, of all the weapons and stuff in the game, those would be the ones that make the most sense. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us, uh, for example, will only take out certain raid weapons for the vault of glass because the oracles are coming up and we want to kill those oracles. And that's definitely not completely true because fate bringer and found verdict are great weapons, but I know there are people that do that. Well, and th- those are a huge amount of my vault space and my, my character space right now is taken up with raid gear that I never use purely because I like, I'm such a fan of the raids and I play them so much. 
I yeah. feel like a, I'm betraying myself if I delete these guns. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so like there's no good reason for me to hang on to these weapons. But I've completed the sets, and and it'll drive me nuts if I say, oh yeah, I've got all the vault of glass weapons except for this one because I deleted it. You know, it's, yeah. it would be it would be great to have a way to say, I've got them. They're in my collection. I can put them somewhere where they're out of the way and. You know, I can I can you know free up more space for new stuff. So yeah, so. I'm now drawing Cade dragging a bunch of chests behind <laughs> him, strapping <laughs> chests to his sparrow. Make sure oh. they're overflowing with wrenches. If yes. if if there's ever a playable Cade, his melee has to be just whacking someone with a wrench. It'll, it'll like the uh, the the. Titan hammer, but with a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like a like, magical wrench. No, it'll it'll be like, like a where shiv. You should be drawing that. <laughs> it'll be like a shiv, sharpened from a wrench, is what yeah. it'll be. Oh my goodness, I like it. I, I might, I might have a commission for you, uh, Levi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think this uh, is a good point because because uh, Claude almost alluded to it, but uh, we're gonna do a almost. we're gonna do a bit of a giveaway. Um, for the community, we have, um, well, Levi, you want to tell us what it is? Well, the, uh, the destiny poster collection book that I reviewed, um, it's been a couple months now that, um, I think it's, what is it? Inside edition or something like that, that they sent me a couple free copies of, uh, they sent me a free copy of poster, the poster collection and, um, one of the journals. And, um, I don't really, I've got a lot of back in March. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, I don't need it anymore. I've uh, I have taken a couple of the posters removed from the um, glued, and that was for the review. Um, but they're all in mint condition. The whole book's in mint condition, and I'll throw in a couple of my Destiny-related art uh, prints for. Um, and did we decide how we were gonna give it away? Well, I think we're just gonna do something really simple. Um, we'll just, it's going to be a random selection on the forum. And if uh, we're going to post a, like we always do a forum post about this, uh, episode. And if you reply, um, to that with basically anything, you can say, Hey, I'm putting my name in the hat, or you can tell us what you think about the podcast and suggestions for going forward, anything like that. Um, I think in the next week we'll collect the names and we'll do a random selection. So really just say if you really don't want it for some reason is really the only thing that right. we would need. Yeah, So exactly. Um, as far as shipping, I don't know, Claude. Claude's the one who usually handles this stuff. I don't know what shipping outside the U.S. looks like or anything. Um, I I can work that out with Levi. I'm I'm happy to, to subsidize whatever it takes to get it to the winner. I, I can't imagine this thing is going to be horribly expensive to send even to say the farthest reaches of Papua New Guinea. <laughs> so yeah, I'll cover, you know, uh, basic stuff. I don't know if I can afford, you know, a $200 shipping fee or something. <laughs> it's not going to be $200, but, but let's, let's say, let's say that we will, that we will ship to anybody who wins. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and Levi, I will cover what you can't. How's that? Okay. Well, when right. I send you the bill for $300, do not question it. <laughs> of course I won't. The Taken King Collector's Edition, that's something else uh, you know, on the receipt. That's right. How, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, says, 
for this stuff. It says on this <laughs> invoice that the shipping was $23, and then there's $400 in handling. What exactly is that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to hold it while I went to the store and buy Taken King. And that's how much his time is worth. Yeah, yeah. Taken King and a, a PS4. Exactly. <laughs> sure. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll do that giveaway, and we'll we'll announce the uh, the winner probably on the next podcast. Um, that'd be a fun way to do it. And uh, yeah, so good. And maybe your we'll in, find out um, how the tiling's going next time on it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Star side. Maybe round. maybe I'll find out how Destiny's going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And get caught up. Um, do you guys want to spend a few minutes and talk about the the two Bungie released videos uh, that we that we got this week? Sure. Yeah. Who wants to Who wants there's to two? jump in? I thought in? there were three. Were there three? I, I'm thinking of I, there's the uh, We Are Guardians, and yeah. then there's the official cinematic trailer. There's three and if there's you the count thing. the Suros yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't even see. There you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, Xenos, what what uh, pick one? Let us know your thoughts. Gonna make me pick, huh? Um, probably the the prologue cinematic was was really really good looking. <laughs> um, I mean, we all know Bungie's really good with cinematics, and uh, they they seem to even have brought the detail even higher than they have in in uh, Destiny so far for the cinematics. Uh, yeah, they look good. The knights in that trailer and. Uh, Orcs himself are are pretty disgusting looking, which is what you want to go for <laughs> yep. with uh, Hive, <laughs> and uh, just the even the story elements with Eris giving us a little bit of background on on Orcs and even on background on us killing Crota. I actually uh, really appreciated the uh, the symmetry where she said because with the dark below her line was six of us went down into that pit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the same line, but she changed it, and it's six of you went down t- into that pit. Yeah. yeah. And it all of a sudden became us. Like, I sort of got chills uh, when I heard that. It was, it was cool. Well, and, and, and that's what's interesting is uh, uh, that seems to play, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it seems to play off of the We Are Guardians trailer a little bit where he says at the end, become legend. And I think it's one of the first times they ever say it out loud because i'm pretty sure he says that doesn't he or am i just imagining it yeah it's the last line um i think it was, there was a robot voice in some of the release trailers that said oh yeah but uh it's it's interesting because then we get this trailer where eris is basically saying we we have at least started to become legend where you know that yeah. was like the beginning of our legend was killing crota and uh that's yeah that that trailer's just really cool looking and we even get a couple hints there it looks like we see a knight being turned into a taken knight for example yeah yeah so here's a lore question uh what stops oryx from turning dead guardians or living guardians into taken that is a very good question i i have two theories okay one one is our light stops him from uh, turning us into taken mm that makes and, sense. And the other theory is, how do we know he doesn't and won't? I was just <laughs> yeah. going to say that. Yeah. That's not yeah. a theory. That, that's a question. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that well, it's a theory what, that I there might be them in the game, I'm theorizing. There. Right, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That'd be an interesting twist, yeah. I've always suspected that that could be a thing. 
you have to well, fight the, the first the first group of guardians that went down to 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 kill Crota. We were wondering what happened to Praetith. There you yeah. go. There you go. Who knows? Oh, and I, I will say one other thing. I, don't I really, really like fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting AI. I mean, guardian supers would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But cool. I think it could be done cool. Oh, absolutely. Especially if they if they do what they're doing with the Taken, which is change them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if like the Golden Gun, for example, fired all three shots at once or something like that, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty terrifying to fight against. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say one other thing I really liked about this trailer. I think it's at the end where it shows you the size of his fleet, uh, because I think at least for me, before the videos that started coming out this week, I always assumed it wasn't really a fleet. I always assumed it was just his ship. Yeah, me too. And so seeing this massive fleet makes it so much more epic. It makes more sense, doesn't it? It's it's a a full-on invasion, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll see ships uh, show up in public events like the... uh, the, the fallen cat, yeah, d- does now. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I I just know that I'm gonna try to stay away from whatever that giant glowy like hole in the side of his ship is. Like that just <laughs> seems like bad news. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. If, oh, I ahead. think if you get too close to that, when me and Xenos and whoever goes in a patrol, we'll find a taken Bjorn uh, running around, <laughs> exactly hunting <laughs> us. <laughs> That that's where you fire the photon torpedo. That's that's the exhaust port, <laughs> right above the main port. I I actually imagine that's where Oryx is. He's there, he's just there with a button. <laughs> <laughs> well, his sword, right? He's like he likes lands his sword down on that pedestal and started glowing the same color blue. Yeah. When so switching to the the other trailer, the cinematic, yeah, the, we are, the we are guardians tra- one. Is that the one that had the space battle stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Was that in that, or was that in the... Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah the, the, the We Are Guardians, the second half of it uh, is Space Battle, and that's when we see like the crow uh, screaming, and, and so we saw the spaceships doing stuff. My first impression of that, and that's where we... And we see um, Oryx stabbing his sword and like creating a wave of that taken energy. Like That could be a perfect setup for why he has a army, taken army from the start, if that's like one of the opening cinematics, uh, you know, he's using all the dead uh, and he could be potentially, maybe they haven't revealed it yet. I don't know. Uh, dead awoken from that battle. And that's what we're fighting against through this expansion. And, and that would be interesting if, uh, if the theory about our light stopping him from taking us is true. Uh, because they walk in the gray or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very curious. Mm. So giant space battles. I don't know if anything else needs to be said, but giant space <laughs> no, battles. just let it soak in. It's glorious. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm super excited. I, I I don't want to know more, but I do want to know more. <laughs> the uh, the Game Informer article sort of teases nicely with that. They they say that um, basically the the cinematic, the intro cinematic, and the and the stuff that happens right at the beginning sets it up. So that you are aware of the might of the Taken King and also the might of the Awoken fleet and sort of understand the the levels of power at play. Um, and then it sort of just launches you into the game. It just I, I feel like the, that space battle stuff is going to come in early. 
uh, just yeah. based on what we read. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's going to be cool. It look, it seems to me that like, uh, the, the dreadnought is going to be anchored sort of in, in Saturn's rings. There's a, there's a picture la- later on in the, um, in the article where you can see like your, your ship is like in orbit or something above Saturn. And then below in the background, in the middle of the rings, there's Oryx's ship. And then there's like this big empty space of nothing around it. He, he's like created this void. So yeah, there's I'm, no ring around it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And that looks like what happened in the video when we see that, that giant sphere of explosion going out and, and ripping everything apart. Well, I'm wondering if they're going to use that cinematic also to explain, use that battle to explain why we can access the Dreadnought, like make it, uh, you know, it gets breached or, you know, something, right. you know, we, they damage we do, it. We do something, yeah, knocks out its yeah. uh, hyperlight drive or whatever. Yeah, it's just disabled yeah. in some way. Yeah. yeah, and then that helps explain why all these, you know, two million guardians are um, flooding into the, through the walls. <laughs> And they're just looking for chests, and they they don't care about anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. You can take over, but uh, you got loot here. I, I need a new hand cannon, real bad. <laughs> yeah, if you really look at the guardians' play styles, like they are greedy. I mean, <laughs> We're just terrible people. Materialistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not that the traveler's evil. Maybe it's that uh, he just. He's picking people that aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. Us. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> We're like Han Solo, but we didn't come back, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I've killed I've killed Crota plenty of times. Sure, it was because I wanted, you know, a black hammer, but I still killed him. <laughs> I think I've killed my teammates more than I've killed Crota. So <laughs> By just being near their rocket launcher when they fire, so yeah. Do uh, and so then the third one, yeah, was that uh, the Soros weapon pack and uh, shader trailer? Um, I did. I had forgotten about that. What um, what's your read on that? Did you did you get a chance to see any of these, Claude? Um, yeah, I watched all three of the videos. Oh, okay, I, I actually got them ready for uploading today, but <laughs> thanks. I haven't actually put them on site yet. Yeah. Um. I. I, I don't really know what I think of the Soros pack. I, I'm not, I guess I'm not really sure I'm fond of the idea of a, of a set of guns. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not like Nevin in that I want a, a set of things. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, okay. We, we've we've like... talked, we've talked about your fashion sense already. <laughs> well, there's that. I don't know. I, I'm more interested in how they fire than how they look. I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, and do we know if like the I don't think we do that the if the Soros weapons are just uh, from that pack are just sort of starter ones that um are they they look good but they don't have all the perk abilities that other later ones will? Do we do we know how that's going to operate? We don't. I um, don't think we know anything about that. That that actually Oh, no, that's not true. Point. We do we we do oh, know that ahead. all of that stuff is is achievable without pre-ordering. You can after maybe not right away. after January. Right. Yeah, you can get those same guns. That would suggest that they're actually worthwhile guns. Otherwise, why would you care? Right. Uh, I will. I will say we. It, it does bring up an interesting point, though. Just because. Just because uh, we we actually know from the Game Informer article that there's going to be even whites and greens 
that are more powerful than our current guns. Right. So for all we know, these could be white or green Soros guns. Yeah, they might not be legendary. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of picturing them. Yeah, because if you um, had, I don't know if it was a pre-order or if it was a, from the um, collector's edition, but you could um, talk to the Vanguard robot and you yeah. you could get gear from him for level 5 and level 10 that, that otherwise wasn't available. But they were just sort of starter right. weapons and they're just enough to get, like they were great for the time you're supposed to use them and then yep. you know you don't touch them ever again and they were then you then you shard them yeah yeah um i i i built my my baby warlock at the same time as a friend who actually had access to those i did not have access to those and he went a level or two ahead of me when we were playing the same stuff just because his guns were much stronger than mine wow i mean it it turned out not to matter in the long run but it they're definitely while you're while you're at level five and level ten they do make a serious difference yeah they have a much larger armor and uh attack one of the things i'm looking forward to with and then the the soros pack plays into this but just in terms of weapon foundries in general is um i i feel kind of like you know the the part of me that likes collecting sets of things for no good reason whatsoever and and also you know Claude as you were mentioning though it's for you it's more about well like how does each individual thing work how do they function like you take it on a gun by gun basis um, right it it's it I, it might hit both at the same time because what each foundry is going to be doing is uh, you know there, there are certain like one foundry will be um, they'll they'll have a, a sort of similar common thread across the different perks that are available on each weapon from that foundry. So like this foundry, uh, their weapons offer customizations that change the way the gun behaves and like all the focus is on the gun itself. Whereas another foundry will have perks that enhance your guardian's other abilities. So maybe you're not improving the gun so much, but you're giving yourself faster grenade recharge or something like that. So the guns you use are just, um, they're, they're an extension of the rest of your guardian. That's, that's really fascinating. Is that, is that, this is your theory, or this is, or you, or this is how it's going to work. Well, they, they've sort, they've talked uh, with the um, uh, the Bungie Weekly update a couple weeks ago, uh, where they where they explored the weapon foundries a, a little bit, and then they talked about the, uh, you know, the different types of perks that you're going to have available uh, based on what foundry the weapon belongs to. And and I think that's something that um, you know players of a certain style will will inherently find themselves you know leaning towards a certain for that one yeah huh okay in that case i i i rescind my complaint (laughs) (laughs) but i i I just oh go ahead sorry uh no no i I was just going to say that you know we'll have to see how how effective that is or how how strongly it plays out it might not make a that big of a difference but i'm excited by the potential of it well and, and we know of uh three weapon foundries right now um, and the interesting thing is, and I mentioned this briefly last week, is that we're going to get these these uh, Soros weapons, and then from from the look of it, we're going to get Hawkeye weapons for pre-ordering as well. So it's mm-hmm. almost like they're trying to give us a taste of the idea behind these two weapon foundries, which that's the reason I'm a big fan of them doing this, is just because I, I want to know if Soros weapons or if Hake weapons are guns that I want to try and get 
in the future. And so if we're going to get them to try out and see what they're like and see what their perks are like, that's that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to doing quickly instead of having to wait until I can get to a point where I can get these weapons. I'm more excited by the sets than I used to be. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, one thing I don't think we've mentioned uh, or talked explicitly about was the um, the third subclass acquisition process. Um, previously, we it was all speculation, and we had expected that there would be some sort of quest or something involved, but we didn't know what that looked like. And the Game Informer article was pretty explicit about what that looks like for the Titan, uh, and then sort of the equivalent for Hunter and Warlock. Uh, I... It sounds really cool. I really like the idea of uh, an instant sort of training module for here's your subclass. Here's the big ticket item. Like this is the the headline talent of what it does and yeah. play with it for a little while in a controlled environment and then go out and level it. Um, I don't know. What, did you guys that's, have any thoughts on that? That's a really cool idea. Yeah. I, I, I found it really frustrating. Again, so since I've just leveled a third subclass for the, you know, a new subclass for the first time a month ago. Everything else has been much longer than that. Uh, all of this stuff is fresh to me, and the the concept. It took so long to get to the point where a Nova Bomb was useful to me. You know, it felt like well. So part of the problem was, you know, I got to level thirty three, and and I'm still only halfway through the subclass. And yeah, that yeah. that didn't happen on either of the other two, the other two builds because I went you know at a normal pace. I think I think what it comes down to is is cutting corners <laughs> when you're when you're doing the build, playing in a way that Bungie really didn't plan for you to play, um, penalizes you and, yeah. and and is less fun. But the idea of actually getting to sort of play with the good stuff, even if it's a controlled environment, um, before you've had the chance to 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 earn it, is a is a really cool idea. I love it. Well, and that's and that's an interesting thought that I they hadn't thought about, which is they mentioned that in the mission that you acquire it, uh, you can use those hammers pretty much unlimitedly yeah, to try it out. Training module, yeah. And uh, does that mean that those are going to be unlocked for us immediately, or does that just mean it's going to be unlocked just for that mission, and then we'll have to unlock the super later? Because if you remember. When you start another character or even another subclass, you start at the beginning with nothing. You don't even have a double jump. You don't have a grenade. I could see them reworking it so that the grenade, the double jump, and the base perk, like basically the first three circles are, are already filled in. I, yeah. I, be, I believe they said back in an E3 interview that they are they are going to expedite that process somehow. They didn't get into specifics, but they said something along the lines of, we're going to make sure you're not starting completely from scratch. That, that'll, be, that'll be awesome then. Well, wouldn't the boost thing, uh, which we I think we agreed was the technical term, uh, the wouldn't that boost, yeah. uh, level, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that level all of our skills as well as, you know, not our actual level? It might, but not necessarily. It that that may be that may be the way they're doing it. So my uh, understanding with with the etheric boost, I, I like this name. This will stay. Uh, <laughs> Ether, is, etheric boost thing. Sorry, thing, thing is important. Etheric boost thing is that um, it takes a previously unleveled guardian, so someone who's floating around, you know, level four, ten, fifteen, 
somebody who who hasn't uh, played enough content to even start with the Taken King, and it brings you to the point where you can just unlock that very first mission. So let's say that you have to be level I don't know let's level thirty to get to the first mission of the Taken King. Um, it'll do just enough to bring you up to there. And then you can start it. But since the third subclass isn't unlocked until after you begin the Taken King stuff, you won't be able to use that boost. It, it won't have any effect going, you know, above whatever that minimum starting point is. Yeah, that's that's how I that's how I interpreted it as well. Yeah. Dead air. We've got dead air. I know. It's okay. I did it all out. It's great. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> no, this was like. It was- I think it was about half dead air that first episode, or the first episode back, or whatever, from our hiatus. You used the truncate yeah, silence filter break. in it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, you guys want to cover? I can't think of anything. I think that's a lot for one show. We definitely, yeah. We, we've been we've been yeah. cruising on this. I, uh, Nevin. Uh, since we asked our guests last time and they got to answer, um, maybe we'll make this a thing going forward. Oh, do you have anything in particular that you would really like to see come to the destiny world? Like what's your, do you have any like long-term hopes for, for what destiny could be or things you could do in it? So, um, there, I have a couple really obvious answers to that question. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I've, am a huge fan of, of watching and making machinima. And, and so I'm, that's, that's a, you know, as I said, it's a pretty obvious thing. There's lots of people who, are, who would love to see some kind of theater mode and, and, and other user creation tools added into the game. It's sort of a, a given. And I think a lot of us are, are hoping and expecting to see stuff like that in time down the road, maybe some kind of forge tools and things like that. Um, but a, a slightly more vague answer to that question is, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot lately about, um, what it is about Trials of Osiris that clicks with me so much and what it is about that, that I love so much. And it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's the same thing that can make the mode so frustrating, you know, at, at times. And so, so gut wrenching and heartbreaking at times, which is that um, I love that there's something to do in destiny that is every bit as challenging and, and, you know, palm sweatingly nervous, like every single time I go in and, you know, I, I've, I've been playing a lot of Trials of Osiris and I've been getting a lot better. I know I'm a better PVP player than now than I was a month and a half ago. And yet every single time I go in, it still feels like, okay, here we go. This, I gotta be on, I gotta be, I'm going to be pushed to my limit. And I would love to see if there is any way for Bungie to come up with something that scratches that same itch on the PVE side of the game, because you know I, I adore the raids and and but but a lot of it does like it. I feel like I'm mastering something as I do it, and and part of the uh, enjoyment of it is that you know you feel like you're conquering it every time you do it, and every time you do the raid, you get a little better and a little better, and you learn some new tricks and some and some new techniques. So it 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 becomes a different experience after a few months right it's not just can we fight our way through this it's can i do it with one hand tied behind my back you know and um and i find prison of elders the same way it's sort of like you uh you know it by the time you you've done it a few times you're sort of like okay i 
I've got this, you know, and, and, and I, I know what to expect. And it's still challenging, but it's, it's a different experience. And if, if there's some way for Bungie to create a PVE experience that, that retains that, that idea of every time is kind of like the first time. And I, I have no idea what that looks like. I have no idea how you do it or implement it. Um, and I don't even know if it's possible. But if there's a way to do it other than getting crushed by other players who are better than you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and if there's a way to do it other than, uh, you know, when, when Crota Hard Mode was this, um, you know, it was kind of unstoppable just because it was broken in a lot of ways, you know. But if there was a, a way that's maybe a little less frustrating than that, I, that's something that I, that's a nut I would love to see Bungie crack. So. Yeah, it, that it's a great idea, but yeah, it seems like a really hard problem to solve. Um, this but, is why I'm not a game designer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want. You guys go make it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, that's great. That's uh, I, I think the, that uh, probably a lot of people uh, share that. The correct not... answer was space battles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so you will not be on the podcast anymore for getting that wrong. <laughs> Just, Just get it. Just get it. You know, you know what? I can't argue with that one bit. Space battles would be awesome. <laughs> no, we all know what Levi wants. Yeah. And I can't yes. blame him. Oh, my goodness. Well, I we've covered a lot of material. Um, I think this will be a great podcast and uh, hopefully not too hot on the heels of the last episode. But we sort of weren't, I don't know why I wasn't expecting a lot of news from Gamescom, uh, but they really just opened the floodgates. Well, they actually said they were going to as they left. Well, yeah, I don't know what that means. I mean, sometimes it's just, it's just talk. This week. You know? And, and sometimes it's You're just right. a trailer. True enough. Right. Yeah. Right. But they really this just sort of. Really it was opening the floodgates. Yeah. There was yeah, like, so much information all at once. I think any one of the announcements that we'd gotten would have been it's enough great. for us to go, oh, that's, that's Gamescom. Cool. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah no i i think uh we've got more news coming because we're only part way through the week and um and game informers got a whole month of coverage they're going to do i know they're going to do a specific article on just the sleeper simulant um what that looks like right. um yeah it's 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 going to be it's going to be a good month leading up to the release and, and the amazed. front page is kind of keeping up with it. I know. That's kind, of, that's kind of awesome. I am so amazed and thrilled by that. <laughs> and, and you know, we, we may have to keep doing these more frequent podcasts if uh, they keep dumping this much information. So. I know. Really great. This is not a bad thing. No. <laughs> well, th- uh, thank you guys, everybody, for, for hopping on and doing the, the short notice podcast. And uh, thank you so much, Nevin. Uh, for for yeah. answering oh. our call and, and joining us. No, guys, I, I believe me, it was um, it was just a thrill to be invited on, and, and like I'm, I really appreciate you guys, uh, uh, you know, asking me to join in because uh, I love the show and and I love talking with you guys, and I could talk about I, I do talk about Destiny all day, so now <laughs> I'm I'm, forced, I'm forcing other people to listen, so. Um, so right. yeah, it, it was, it was a pleasure. This is, this is to you. make up for all the games you've played without a mic. So, you know, yeah, there you, go. <laughs> exactly. you do have a voice. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think all my teammates sort of like, Oh God, now he's got a mic and he won't shut up. Jeez. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can we go back to the old ways? <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Oh. Um, yeah. Do, uh, do you have a Twitter or anything you want to plug as far as how to yeah, follow I'm- you? I'm at uh, Nevin D on Twitter, 
I think. I yeah, think that's right. yeah, that's it. No, it's, yeah, I'm sorry, it's it's at Nevin Douglas. Yeah, oh, at yeah, Nevin Douglas on Twitter. So yeah, if anyone wants to hear me ramble more about Destiny, that's a good place to do it. And of course, on DBO, that's where I spend a lot of my time. And um, and I do host the uh, the Ready Up Live podcast as well. We we do a show every every couple of weeks, pretty much. So there's a lot of Destiny talk there as well, and, and we cover whatever other games we're playing as well. So it's basically me trying really hard not to turn it into a Destiny podcast. Cause <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, as always, you can get a hold of uh, the DBO admins at, D- at, uh, at DBO underscore tweets, because Dragon Ball Z Online, yeah. They took everything else from <laughs> Jerks. Yeah. And we may even read the tweets that you send our way. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe even. <laughs> if we're feeling like it. I, I can guarantee I'll read them. I can't guarantee I will respond to them. <laughs> I have to say, reading some of the tweets that are sent towards the DBO account from strangers are sometimes the highlight of my day. <laughs> you, get, you get a lot of a lot of tweets about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no, just a lot of like, "Where's my Galahorn?" Oh, just yeah. from some random person. Yeah, and... people are like, "Yeah, it's like we're Bungie and they're angry at us," which is sort of yeah. the same as it's always been. That's but the thing. It's, the, it's great. The Twitter handle doesn't even have Bungie in the name, so no. yeah, I don't it makes no understand sense. that part. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quick, quick, oh. thirty-second story for you. Mm-hmm. I, I went to uh, X14 last year, which is a um, you know Microsoft press event here in Toronto. Uh, you know, just sort of like a little little mini event where they show up, uh, show off a bunch of games for media and things like that. And uh, last year, the event was uh, a couple days after uh, Destiny released, and so I showed up wearing a Destiny T-shirt. And and so I'm in this this you know this press event with with a whole bunch of uh, of PR and, and and game producers and you know developers who are there to talk about their games and every single person who came up and introduced themselves to me I, I slowly became aware that they all just assumed that I was a Destiny employee that I was a Bungie employee yes. and I was there yes. I was there to, to show off Destiny and so I started off the night by explaining no no guys I'm I'm just a fan I'm just here. And but it got so exhausting that by the end of the night I just said, "Oh, thank you," and and, <laughs> and I had to send a message to Irk saying, "Look, um, you might hear about people running into a Bungie employee at X at X fourteen, even though you guys weren't there. Uh, th- that's me. I wasn't trying to impersonate a Bungie employee. It just happened. It's, so that's all that is. Please don't ban me. Yeah, that's exactly. great. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. My goodness. I may have to do it again this year. I think so. Yeah, Could be your, your stick. I hope you didn't like promise Bill Gates like a gold engram or something. <laughs> you want a Gallarhorn? Sure. I actually, <laughs> what's your What's your gamer tag? I'll, that, I'll put that down. I have that story from a million years ago where it's not even related to Destiny. We had a phone number that was um, one digit off from um, from Spaghetti Factory, and so people <laughs> used to call us and try to make reservations. And for you know six months or so, we'd say. Uh, this is, you've got the wrong number. This isn't the Spaghetti Factory. Then I realized, you know, Spaghetti Factory doesn't even take reservations. So <laughs> at that point, I just started taking the reservations. You know, party of six at six thirty. Sure, we'll we'll Why we got not? a table for you. Why not? <laughs> so it's like when Kramer becomes movie phone, right? That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, and. Uh, don't will... forget the uh, giveaway. Oh, yes, the giveaway. Make your comment in the thread, and we will uh, 
pick a random winner from that. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you star side. I really like my Getty, but I got to complain about one tiny thing. Oh, yeah? The mute button is super clicky when you unmute it. <laughs> so every time you come back in, it's this big pow. Yeah, you guys wait, probably wait, hear wait, it. Or I'm going to do it. Everybody quiet. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Everybody quiet. Here's mine. It's just a little click. I don't know if you yeah, can even hear it. Barely even heard it. Yeah. I can see it in the audio waveform. There's like a little spike. Yeah. It's mostly just the room tone changing that you can hear. Right. Here's mine. Here's mine. Hello. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Thanks, Every fun. time you unmute, Claude says hello. <laughs> hey, Claude. How's it going? That was You're- epic timing. Your timing is, is <laughs> impeccable. Time. Absolutely impeccable. We were talking. We <laughs> if my timing were impeccable, I would have been here 25 minutes ago. That's so. true. No, it was worth it for that entrance. It was good. <laughs> I have to figure out how to slice that into the edit. <laughs> we're in this together now. Outro nope. music. Da, 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 da. We're not singing the song? No, we're not singing. What song? <laughs> Remember, Levi wanted to like da, 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 da. pass around a song like at the end of a. Oh, okay. <laughs> Levi, go for it. Levi, go for it. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, my call's cutting out. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, let's all sing uh, the Paul McCartney song. The, the oh, dead no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my mic's cutting out. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>